This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. Shakes off a couple of pitches, now ready, and fires at a curve, freezes Otani. He's got a look at How about that performance by Zach Jackson? Ward pops up on one pitch, then he strikes out Trout and Otani standing by the side of the road. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. A's win this one 2-1 to one over the Brewers in 10 innings, extending their win streak to four games. Jessica Kleinschmidt here. Alex Jensen will join us in a little bit. Another strong win for the A's. Give us a call, 833-625-2278. We're going to take it out to American Family Field to Vince Catronio. And Vince, Alemis Diaz really showed his ability to find the gap earlier in the game, then followed that with the game-winning run. And you said it so yourself. It's a good day to be Diaz at the plate. Well, for sure, Jessica. I mean, here, here's a guy that he's not he hasn't been playing, you know, consistently, at least not every day, but he knows what it takes to get ready. Simply look at the numbers, and Marcotte knew this coming into the series. You're facing Tehran. He sees some history there. He's going to get the start. He knows that in advance, and uh, he delivered. You know, hit the ball hard four times today. The one out was a line drive to left field. He, he really has been that kind of hitter. How many times did we see that when he was with the Houston Astros that he would just beat you with a line drive and walk off a game for Houston against the Athletics? He did that on more than one occasion against Oakland, and seeing him deliver today for the Athletics, look, it, we know the year has not gone well for Diaz and for the A's in general. Started the day batting 193, but you don't give up. And even he said a couple of weeks ago in the clubhouse, Jessica, he goes, I, I like the way this club is coming together. I like the way we're fighting together. And you're starting to see some of the fruits of that belief and some of the fruits of that labor. And you're doing so against teams, with, you know, starting with Atlanta and then continuing with Pittsburgh and now Milwaukee. Teams that are either in first place or certainly teams you would consider to be playoff contenders, whether or not they're flat at this time, that's not the A's issue. You know, they come in, and while they didn't have enough, a lot hitting that enough today, they had good defense, they had outstanding pitching yet again, and you're starting to see those areas come together where if the A's didn't have good hitting today, but they had enough, they certainly had very good pitching again, allowing just the one run on the home run, and they had very good defense. So if you're getting two of the three phases working in your direction, and the A's have done that more often than not here in the month of June, you've got a chance to to have some fun, and the A's right now are are finally enjoying themselves winning four in a row. Yeah, you can see the clubhouse vibes. It's definitely a fun attitude right now. And you mentioned the defensive aspect, and it was a part of the game that had us a little worried about the A's earlier in the season. And like you said about today's game, it feels like over the last few games, the d- defense is tightening up a bit. What have you noticed with the gloves lately? Well, that's, I mean, there there's a stretch there. They went eight consecutive games without an error. I think they've only committed one or two errors in the last 11 games and that's the kind of things you have to do I mean you have to 
you have to find guys that are going to solidify some positions. Nick Allen certainly is a plus defender, but his offense wasn't up to, to par, so Kevin Smith is getting an opportunity. Jace Peterson, because Jonah Bride now is in the big leagues and getting most of the line share at third base, he's getting a chance to show his versatility. He's played some outstanding second base for the A's. Asturi Ruiz is getting more and more comfortable each and every day in center field. And the guy at the top of the list for me, and I, I will say it right now on June 10th, that Ryan Noda at the very least will be a gold glove finalist at first base. He has really been an anchor over there, making all the plays, scooping throws in the dirt, picking up his teammates, catching pop-ups over his shoulder down the right field line. It's really been a joy to watch, and, and seeing a kid getting a chance in the big leagues for the first time, not afraid of it, not intimidated by it, and just believing in himself and receding. You know, once Jesus left the club and it was his job, he has made sure that he was going to grab onto it, and he's done an outstanding job for me. And defensively, when it comes to Ryan Noda, he doesn't, I don't think he understands how talented he is with the glove because when we ask him how he makes some of these plays, he'll say, no idea. It's just kind of how I'm wired. And I think that that's really cool. And, you know, before I let you go, Paul Blackburn had several weeks in AAA, some injury delays. There were some worries with those blisters and how he was able to grip the ball, but he was using every variety of his pitches today. What did you like out of him? He, he's a road warrior. I mean, he was last year, 6-1 record away from the Coliseum, a 2-1-2 ERA. And, you know, the A's needed that veteran presence, not only the day that he pitches, and today was very much vintage Paul Blackburn, good curveball, working both sides of the plate, an occasional cutter, fastball located well. But the days that he doesn't start, Jessica, he has been so active on the bench. I see it in the clubhouse. He is locking. He's making sure he's saddling up to starting pitchers and just – Talking pitching and talking process and talking, you know, experience and, and giving that. And it makes more sense for Paul. He even said so. Because, look, it's hard to do that when you're around the team, but you're not active. Now that I'm active, like I play catch and I'm around the team every day and I'm, I'm on the bench, and, you know, in a much different role, it makes a difference. And he relies on the things that he learned as he worked his way up to this particular situation. And since he's been back... You notice that the starters are competing more and more. I mean, J.P. Sears had walk issues. He hung around. Five walks from James Caprillion. He hung, he hung in. He got a win for the A's. Those are things. Luis Medina gives up two runs in his first setting of relief yesterday. He goes five, hangs in there, competes. And I think a lot of that has to do with having some conversations. Uh, you know, you're going to talk to Mike McCarthy, the bullpen coach. You're going to talk to Scott Emerson, the pitching coach, if you're one of the arms on the A's rotation or in the bullpen. But when it comes from one of your peers, like it has been recently from Paul Blackburn, to me, that is doubly important, carries more weight, and I think we're seeing some of those results with guys trusting the process, being a little more in focus on what they're trying to do pitch to pitch. Yeah, I've definitely seen James Caprillion seek out the advice of Paul Blackburn a little bit more. And we have to remind ourselves they may not be as old as some of the, the veterans in the game. They're definitely old as far or a veteran for this team. All right, Vince, have a good rest of your night. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, Polly B, six scoreless innings, four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. And it's been really cool to see you guys just in the clubhouse because it goes James Caprillion, Tony Kemp, and Polly B, all kind of locker mates. And you'll see James Caprillion just soak up everything that Paul Blackburn says. And, you know, Polly had a rough, start to the season we had he had not just one but two 
blister situations. Well, let me rephrase one blister situation and they had a fingernail injury and it turned into something that was definitely tugging at his heartstrings. He wanted to be back with the team so badly and not to mention he's coming off of an all-star select season. So he wants to be a part of that and to know that he's able to not only return as a pitcher and show himself off how it works and everything that he's dealing with back dealing with those injuries, but to come out there, shove six scoreless innings against a tough offense is great. And our own Alex Jensen is back. He also spoke with, speaking of the devil, Paul Blackburn. Let's see what Paulie B had to say after his outing today. A's defeat the Brewers 2-1 to one in extra innings from American Family Field here in Milwaukee. The Athletics have won four in a row. We're visiting with uh, A's starting pitcher Paul Blackburn with six shutout innings today. But, but first of all, Paul, describe to me the feeling in the clubhouse right now. It's got to be a confident bunch winning four in a row. Felt like you really started to play some good baseball, obviously, in the Atlanta series. But despite the result in Miami, I felt like you guys carried that over and played some good baseball. Then with the series win in Pittsburgh and, and now here in Milwaukee, describe to me kind of the feeling in the clubhouse the last you know, two weeks or so. Yeah, the feeling's been it's been awesome, honestly, ever since I came back. Um, you know, I feel like we've kind of gotten over that hump of, you know, the first two months of the year. And, you know, we've really focused on just winning a series. Um, you know, it, we know that one win's not going to turn our whole, whole season around, but just coming in and focus on taking two out of three against every team we play, um, you know, that's our mindset right now. And our momentum, the momentum's huge in this game. You know, um, you know, Cap came in against Pittsburgh in game two and, and threw very well and kind of set the tone there for his starters and starters feed off each other, um, you know, and it's, it's been fun to see, you know, with Cap, Hogan, Medina yesterday, you know, I was able to carry that on today, JP tomorrow. Um, it's just it's just fun to see. It's a lot. It's a lot more fun to win, obviously. But just just having the group kind of come together and kind of starting to click together. We've been playing some good ball, um, and you know we played some really good teams. You know, start with Atlanta, go to Miami, who's in second place. Pittsburgh's in first in their division. The Brewers are in first in their division, and we've battled those teams well. Um, you know, so we're just we're just trying to keep keep the momentum rolling um, through through every game. You mentioned the starters, and you guys have certainly built on on one another. But your bullpen has performed very well on this road trip as well. What can you say about the job they did not only today but over the past week or so? Yeah, they've been coming in and shutting the door. Um, you know, they came in some tight spots, especially today, a one-run game. Um, you know, they come in, you know, home runs happen, whatever. And you know, Fuji coming in to lock lock down a ninth and give us a chance in the tenth. Diaz huge hit up the middle to give us the lead and then, you know, Sammy Long coming in and locking it down for us. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun to, you know, I've only kind of been here for two weeks now, um, but it's fun to see, you know, guys in that bullpen kind of accepting their role and, and being able to come in in different, different situations they've ever been in, um, you know, and going out there and having success. It's definitely giving guys a lot of confidence. You mentioned starters, uh, you know, building on one another. How about your matchup today with Julio Tehran? I mean, when you see zero after zero being put up, is that kind of something you kind of take as a little bit more of a motivational or competitive edge? Yeah, you know, um, especially yeah, when they're when the guy across is um, you know putting up zeros, you know, you're trying to go out there and match him. Um, you know, especially coming off my last outing, the offense, you know, picked me up, gave me five, and I gave it right back to them. Um, you know, we ended up losing that game. So today, like, they gave me one, and you know, that's that in my head, that's all I wanted was one. And you know, I was gonna pick pick them up today, whether we scored one, whether we scored ten. Um, but being able to to find yourself in games like that in a dogfight and coming out on top, like that's the biggest thing. Like that, that gives a lot of confidence to a team. 
Tell me about your plan of attack today against this lineup. Yeah, you know, they they got a lot of a lot of guys that can hurt you in there. A lot of good players, um, you know, especially from the left side. Uh, for me, it was just mixing, really. You know, being able to to make guys a little uncomfortable in, especially the lefties, to, to open up the outside part of the plate for me and just keep guys off balance. Um, you know, today I threw, I threw a good amount of change-ups today. Um, it's a pitch that Emo and I have been working on, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, and it's, it's nice to kind of see results with it. No question about it. And finally, offensively, you guys have been rolling pretty good now over the last two series or so. What kind of confidence does it give the starting rotation, especially knowing that guys are swinging the bats well recently? Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it starts, starts with Ruiz at the top. I mean, that guy gets on base, I feel like, every time he's up and he's stealing second every exactly. time he's on first. You know, um, it's it's unbelievable to just watch that guy play and then you back him up with Noda, who who just has the best play discipline in my, in my eyes kind of throughout baseball. Um, and then, you know, Brownie. Brownie's starting to swing the bat well. Um, you know, Diaz starting to swing the bat well. Jay starting to swing the bat well. Everyone's starting to swing the bat well. Um, you know, like I said, everyone's just starting to click right now, um, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Paul Blackburn, appreciate your time. Congrats on uh, your outing, the win today. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. All right, that's A's starter Paul Blackburn. Six shutout innings for him. The A's over the Brewers, two to one today in ten in uh, ten innings. Two straight series wins for the Athletics, and uh, Jess will send things back down to you. Thanks, Alex. And Alex is actually back with us. Coming up, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into Polly B's outing as the A's Clubhouse show continues. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet on the Xfinity 10G network for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. A's win this one, two to one over the Brewers in 10 innings. We're going streaking, Alex Jensen. We have four wins now. And we just heard from Pauly B in your post-game chat. And I'm really intrigued because he had this blister, these finger injuries, and I was always concerned about how he would be gripping the ball with some of these specialty secondary pitches that he uses, but he was very much using every single one of these pitches in his, in his arsenal. What did you like out of him today? Yeah, you mentioned it, Jess. I mean, first of all, he was, he was throwing strikes and he was locating. I mean, he threw one ball, no, no pardon, but well, yeah, one ball to the, to the first four hitters combined. And, you know, he really stayed off the barrel. I think that really only one ball was really squared up against him. That was the single to left center by Owen Miller. Uh, in the first inning, if my memory serves correct. So, 
You know, he was doing what what Paul Blackburn does. He was he was moving the ball in and out. He was changing speeds. He was using, you know, all five of his pitches, six of his pitches, uh, to to both sides of the plate. That's really what makes him who he is. Um, and you know, I mean, obviously the sinker is his primary pitch. But you look at his pitch chart today, and he used the the curveball, the cutter, and the slider, all three breaking pitches, uh, just about the same amount. Twenty one percent on the slider, nearly nineteen percent on the cutter and 16 on the curve. So uh, really keeping the right-handed hitters at bay. And then he mentioned uh, in the post-game interview, uh, Jess, using that changeup uh, mm -hmm. a little bit more, which, um, you know, he didn't have to a whole lot. I thought there was an interesting at-bat in the first inning against Jonathan Singleton uh, where he got him to swing and miss at a changeup, and I thought he'd come back with it, but he kept pounding him in with, uh, with cutters and sliders. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he just – it's what you want your starting pitcher to do. He kind of gave – this Brewers lineup, different looks each time through the lineup. He's got a lot of different weapons to get you out, and he used all all of them tonight or this afternoon. Yeah, and he was he didn't he was very modest too. He made sure to compliment the entirety of the team, especially <laughs> the guys in the bullpen. And you know, Sammy comes out, shuts it down, gets his first save, I believe, of maybe his career. I'm not sure, but then the the person that I was very intrigued by was Fuji. He had a strong outing. You know, this guy's still trying to find his identity and how he's going to add to the team and which aspect of his pitching game. How important was it for him to come out in the ninth ninth and limit some damage? Oh yeah, it was it was massively important. I mean, obviously, you know, he has an outing, and and for, I think the most impressive thing for me with Fuji uh, today, Jess, was you look at his last outing, right? In coming in, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was Pittsburgh. He walked in a couple of runs, including the tying, uh, including the tying run in the sixth inning when the A's, uh, led that game, uh, three to one at the time that he came in and actually gave up the lead on a sacrifice fly, uh, in the sixth inning. Uh, so for him to bounce back in a, in a key situation today and, and pick up the win with, uh, you know, a couple of strikeouts. I've lost the uh, place in my scorebook. Now, now I'm back on track. Okay, here we go. <laughs> but you know, in, in that uh, in that bottom of the ninth inning uh, against the Brewers, and and showcasing the the velocity uh, that he's got, just the one walk, it was huge for him. It was huge for his confidence to be able to do that in a, in a big situation. And you know, maybe we're getting closer to a place where we see him in a more solidified role, a long way to go there, obviously, but an outing like today is certainly a step in the right direction and can only build on the confidence uh, that Mark Kotze has in him. Yeah, it's, it's been good to see. And he, we were saying before, it's going to take a few more outings for Kotze to get that confidence in him. Yeah. And it definitely seems like he's shooting toward, toward, toward that trajectory. We have Robert on line one, Robert, I believe you have a potential A's draft pick for us. Yeah. Hey, Jessica, you know, I yeah. really admire your writing, as you know, but um, oh, I have you. to get give you a, something to do. Because uh, okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else Namala. going on, Robert. Sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you're good. Arjun Namala, <laughs> you know who he is. Uh-huh. He's I believe a shortstop so. for Strawberry Crest High in Florida. Okay. He's rising like a rocket. 17 years old. He's much going to be a much better pick than Kyle Teal, who listed as an A's sixth pick next month. Mm -hmm. But I want you to, you know, when you're going through all these prospects, I want you to do your due diligence like you always do. And right before the draft, check that kid out. What's special about him, Robert? 
He is, uh, he's already been listed by Bowden as the most projectable player in the draft class. He's just very young, has the highest upside, 6'1", 100, almost 180 pounds, but he's, 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 he's rated in the top, you know, not 60, got 60 arm when you rate him, but Emo, I think, would do a good job answering that question better than me. I just have been watching him rise. I let Townie know about it a month ago, and you know, you know what he thinks of drafts. He just yes. blows them off. But anyway, <laughs> I'm into that because they don't get many chances to pick this high. Of course, the last time they picked pretty high was when they picked Murray, and we know how that turned out. But this time, I want to see him not make a mistake, get the get a home run in this draft, and he is the highest projected kid, but he's just very young. He's There's two other high schoolers that are rated ahead of him. They're going to be picked in the top five. This, that'll leave this kid, and um, he's rated really good. Yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see what the A's do in the draft. I can't believe it's almost a month away, um, but I will say – when it comes to the A's and just how they view any MLB draft, it's always interesting to see how they take a look at the market and what they need. And especially with the next few years of the A's, depending on that young talent, I'm hoping they continue to stick with that trend. And that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. And you're right. Emo can work magic on a lot of guys, especially you know, taller guys like that. And I'll, I'll definitely check him out for you, Robert. Thanks for the call. Yeah, he's a shortstop right now, but he could project even into the outfield with that army that he has. And he, even though Teal's rated very well, he's, he's rated 12th as far as the prospects are concerned. But that doesn't mean the A's might not pick him in the sixth position. But he's a catcher. He's 30-21, and I, have, I hope to God they don't take him. <laughs> yeah, definitely some mid infield help wouldn't hurt the team at all. Thanks for giving us a call, Robert. Alex, I can't even believe we're almost to the draft. I lo- Jess, I love the draft. I really I knew do. You would. I, I knew love you were a draft the draft. Guy. I love the draft. And the the I mean, you know, Robert alluded to it, but it's really a bummer for the A's that they fell out of the top five because what I've heard about this draft is there is a clear cut top five and then kind of a drop off and then Kind of a, a pick him out of the hat, and and right now, I, is, is it an Ar- Arjun Namala? Right now, uh, Jonathan Mayo on MLB um, on MLB.com has him going number ten overall to the uh, to the Marlins. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're not going to see any of those guys for for a while uh, here mm-hmm. in the big leagues, and and this was an exciting game today. So, yeah, and and definitely thinking about what's going on now, and. And, of course, Ruiz stole his 31st base of the season, still leading the league. You know, heading into this game, he was on pace for 75 stolen bases. And I asked you about this yesterday. You talked to the Brewers broadcasters, and they didn't have a lot of exposure with Ruiz. But you have to admit, it's kind of nice to see a former player, you know, go off against his with or with his current team. No question. And, I mean, you put some of the numbers into perspective. And, and you did some of this on the on the pregame show uh, Jess, but you know, you, you're, you're, he's doing things that you know Billy Hamilton did in 2015 when you know he was still able to get on base at the major league level. Ricky Henderson, 
uh, you know, in 1990, is the he's the first A's player to steal 30 bases in in 65 games. I actually got a chance to to uh, talk to Eric Martins for a little while today about uh, about Ruiz and just how hard he works studying the studying the opposing pitchers and picking which pitch to go. Um, you know, you know when to go, when not to go, when to when to shoot up a flare, as they say, with a fake steal. We saw the delay steal yesterday. So, you know, he's really working on it and and trying to perfect, uh, you know, the art of the stolen base. And uh, you know, we know his speed and everything it takes to uh, to to throw him out at second base. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, everything has to go exactly right for the opposition. So he's he's definitely fun to watch and worth the price of admission for sure. And I'm glad you brought up Eric Martins because we talked about him yesterday, Vince and I, with how much he's trying to make his runners aggressive earlier on in the games. Obviously helped yesterday's game getting three runs in that first inning. And he was also aggressive with Jonah when Jonah was running toward home despite getting the out. But it was really cool to see these base runners really taking advantage of these opportunities earlier on before it gets a little dicey toward the end. Yeah, no question. And the play today, you know, it, it's like, you know, you want them to, to make, you want to make them make a play. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. I mean, it was, a, it was a perfect relay from the Brewers, who are a very good defensive team. You know, the, the, the Karam had to hit the wall exactly right so that, you know, Weimer was right there. He got it in quickly. And then, as Vince mentioned during the game, you know, Willie Adamas has one of the game's best arms at shortstop. Uh, but everything had to go exactly right for Jonah Bride to be thrown out there. And with two outs, I don't hate that gamble at all from Eric Martins. And, you know, it's interesting talking to him, you know, in all the work that goes into situations like that, right? Because, you know, Ryan Nota scored from first, obviously, yesterday with that fantastic slide on the triple by, uh, by Loriano. And, you know, he talked about scouting outfielders' arms, you know, obviously how strong and, and how weak they are. But even, you know, how they release the ball, if they stay behind it, is it a true hop uh, when it gets into the catcher? Do they get on the side? Might it kick one way or the other due to the side spin, you know, coming out of, coming, uh, out of the throwing hand uh, from an outfielder? So there's just so many factors at play uh, when he's making those decisions. And, you know, I th- just like you said, Jess, I mean, early in the game, I think you want to be aggressive, especially with two outs, and, and that's exactly what it was. Didn't pay off today, paid off yesterday, but, uh, you know, the good news is that, uh, you know, the A's obviously won the game. Yeah, and I, maybe it was a situation where they saw what Noda did yesterday, just sure. being able to take advantage of that, no matter the size. You can always find your way in. I've noticed that with a lot of these plays at home, so that was good to see. And, you know, just just a game where we've talked to Mark Kotze about it before. He loves to see good, clean baseball. And I want that for him just so he doesn't have to go to the drawing board as much. He's a guy that I definitely want him to just see, have faith in a roster over and over again. And let's see what he had to say uh, following the two to one win. I didn't know where that was going. I thought you said, yeah, I was going to go with the, whatever the ocean like regulations were. And then yeah, it's usually maybe the you got, stuff that gets you. Yeah, well, that's true. All right. Hey, um, I've seen uh, a couple of starts with Paul back from the IL, but um, to go out there with six scoreless like that, what can you say just about his performance today? Yeah, today's was best. Uh, Paul's best. He, uh, you can just see a, a, a like a crispness to uh, to his stuff and uh, confidence out there. Um, you know, he he. We all know he's a competitor. We saw that last year in that first half, and and we really saw it today um, going through that lineup and going through six innings, not giving up a run. Um, you know, that that was a, a really nice performance. 
overall kind of the, the pitching performance you guys got, um, you know, Fuji with that total tonight. Um, what can you say just about the way they were able to hold down that offense again? Yeah, I mean, to a guy in that bullpen, I mean, Love made one mistake to Contreras, and other than that, there wasn't a mistake made today by our staff. And you got to tip your cap. These guys are coming out of that bullpen, and, um, you know, no one, there's no one real identifiable role down there. These guys are ready to pitch, and you saw that with Long coming in and, and closing out that game. Um, you know, they're, they're ready. Um, they understand it's about getting outs, and they've kind of built that culture, and it's, it's, it's really starting to roll. Um, since the uh, Atlanta series um, back home, you guys won three series against a couple of first-place teams. Um, what can you just say about the resilience after – Obviously, a rough stretch you guys went through to be on a stretch like this. Now. No, this is a great stretch, and I think if you're, you've been watching this club, you 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 know from April when, you know it, it was it wasn't great at all uh, in any aspect of the game, whether that was pitching, defense, hitting. Um, it's just taken a while to get where we're at, but you know we've continued to. Uh, to work, we've continued with the processes, and it's nice to see these results happening uh, for this group. They've they've worked really hard, and, uh, and it's tough to to gain confidence in a season when when the results aren't there. And um, you know now you can kind of see the group collectively starting to believe in each other and uh, and form a culture together that that uh, is reflective of of the performances of late. That was Mark Kotze following the win coming up after this as the A's clubhouse show here on A's cast and the A's radio network continues. We're going to talk a little bit more about what Kotze said about the winning culture going on in the clubhouse. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. 
This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with above-market certificate rates. Whether you're saving for college tuition, retirement, or even your next big trip, First United has a high-rate certificate for you. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for current rates and to open an account today. Federally insured by NCUA. Not one penny has ever been lost. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. You sure are. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. A's win this one 2-1 to one over the Brewers in 10 innings. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Alex Jensen. Give us a call, 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. And Alex, the way that Kotz was talking about building a culture, he said that was his number one goal heading into the season. And that meant redefining the A's. And I know you've seen the A's not too many years ago where they were the scrappy guys managing to round up wins. And addition to that, they're scrappy for sure. Feels like there's a winning culture going on in there. But talk to me a little bit about a, a good clubhouse. You've seen clubhouses before. How beneficial is that to the success of a team? I mean, I you know, I th- just think it took this club a little while to, to figure out kind of who they are together maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many new faces uh, on this A's club and really guys that are trying to establish themselves as uh, themselves as, as major leaguers. So, you know, obviously when you win, that helps a lot. So when you go through a rough stretch like the A's did at the beginning of the year, um, you know, I'm not saying it causes division. I haven't been around. So but it's just tougher to gel and, and tougher to really have a good time when you're not when you're not winning ball games, So, you know, I think that I think that some guys are starting to find out who they are at this level. Uh, you know, in some cases, and again, a, you know, a lot of guys that are trying to establish themselves as major league players and winning, of course, helps that. And, you know, these guys have had a few months together now going on the road together helps, obviously, uh, but they've had a few months together now. And, and I think they're, they're starting to figure out where they fit in here, uh, you know, on this club. And, uh, you know, and as I mentioned, you know, I mean, figuring out who they are as, as a major leaguer and really trying to to make an impression at this level. So there's a lot of factors, I think, that play into it. But you, know, you heard from from Cots and, and Blackburn, but things are starting to click now. I mean, the, the facets of the game are coming together. They're playing better fundamental baseball. I think they've only made one error in their last 11 games, mm-hmm. uh, I think it is. So, you know, doing those little things right and, um, you know, I mean, winning winning helps, of course. Uh, but, you know, just it, again, it's a bunch of young guys that are that are, you know, trying to make their mark. And, uh, you know, the more time they get together, the, I think the better off they'll be. And you kind of mentioned the defense a little bit, and it's something I was going to pick your brain about because heading into the season, it was a worry I had. There was a lot of errors taking place. It wasn't tight. Nothing was the defensive game that really a major league baseball team should have. And you mentioned the lack of errors. It feels like that's a part of the A's that is finally figuring itself out, too, and a big one. Yeah, I think, it, you know, a lot of it is just 
kind of playing loose, you know. I mean, when when you're not playing well and you're not winning ball games and you don't have that, you know, that confidence, uh, you know, just everything gets a little bit more, you know, just everything is a little tighter, and that can really, you know, show itself in the field on throws or just routine ground balls or what have you. So, you know, I think just, uh, again, winning helps, and, and I think that is kind of related to uh, what we were just talking about, right, with the with kind of a culture becoming established, guys figuring out who they are, this club figuring out who it is as, who it is as a team, and, and guys starting to get comfortable in their roles. I think that, that plays a big part. And I heard you during the broadcast, you were talking about Oledemus Diaz, but you were also complimenting Mark Kotze. Diaz happened to find a gap earlier in the game. It was a great hitting situation. Diaz, period, had a really good outing at the plate. What did you like from him today? Just the back control, you know. I mean, he's a guy that's been around, obviously. He's faced Julio Tehran, uh, you know, seven times coming into coming into play tonight. Um, and, you know, I mean, let's see. If we look at the notes here, since he came off the injured list, uh, he's been swinging a much better bat. And that's, you know, he and Jace Peterson, uh, really that's kind of what they brought those guys here to do is have at bats like that. You know, okay, we're going to put on a hit and run here. We trust that you have the bat control and you've done it before at this level to be able to execute. That's exactly what happened, right? Peterson takes off for second base. The second baseman, Monasterio, goes to cover the bag. And, uh, you know, Diaz is able to get the ball deep in the zone and just hit a simple ground ball to the right side. Nothing more than that. And that set up the A's first run because Peterson was able to go first to third, uh, setting it up for the um, for the, the RBI fielder's choice by uh J.J. Blade and, you know, Ledmus Diaz, he may have come into play tonight hitting 193, but also uh, 14 for 55, a 255 batting average since he, he was reinstated from the injured list, which may not sound like a whole lot, but, you know, when you're talking about just incremental improvements from especially your veteran guys, guys who you, you brought in to, to count on to have a productive at bat more often than not and kind of perform to their track record, I think it's a big development that Ledmus Diaz, Jace, uh, Jace Peterson, they're starting to swing the bat a little bit yeah and you I mean at the end of the day you have to give credit where credit is due and you asked Polly B about this he of course is going to be building off of his own starters but that matchup against Tehran that was a good matchup it really was I mean two guys that kind of go about it in a in a similar way you know they're not going to blow and Cody and I had this uh this conversation on A's, on A's cast live uh, yesterday when we were talking about uh, Jacob deGrom and Steven Strasburg and all these power pitchers that have gone down with the, uh, you know, exception of a, of a few, you know, like Scherzer and Verlander. But Verlander had Tommy John. So, you know, you've, you've got the – listen, there's no pitcher almost that, that pitches in the big leagues for, you know, nine, ten years, whatever the case may be, that's not going to deal with an injury, right? It's just it's the nature of the beast. Um, but it, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch because it was two guys that don't rely on velocity, two guys that pitch, you know, that move the ball in and out, sink it, cut it, change speeds. That's the art of pitching. And both of those guys did that today. It made it really fun to watch. You know, neither guy was, uh, I don't think even up around 93 miles an hour. I mean, you're talking about low nineties, but you know, just out there competing and changing speed and just pitching, not throwing pitching. And that, that's what was, what was fun to watch. And, you know, I mean, with Paul Blackburn, um, you know, it's it just kind of brings out a little bit more of that competitor in you when when the guy across is is matching you, zero for zero. It was really fun to watch. And the defense today, you mentioned the no errors for 
for the A's, Jess. I mean, how about the play by Ryan Noda? Uh, Jace Peterson had a great play going to his right. So it was just a really fun ball game, you know, uh, a 2-1 game in 10 innings with excellent pitching, excellent defense. Uh, it was just a really fun ball game to watch. And the thing about Noda, we talked about this, how he's only trying to get better. He's still figuring things out. And his defensive game is right up there with his ability, you know, to work the zone at the play and the, his power and his ability to get on base. And I think Vince needed an answer how he did that slide at home plate. And <laughs> Noda will give you an answer, which is great. But yeah, the play that you mentioned, Noda's very flexible and short and has the ability to shorten that throw. And of course, Jace has always been a really good defensive player. For for Noda, I feel like, and, and Vince said this the same way, we talked about a possible AL Rookie of the Year, but what about a Gold Glove Award for Noda? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question. You know, I mean, if you – I think the Gold Glove has shifted a little bit, not as much of a legacy award as it used to be. I think people are actually paying attention to the analytics and, you know, the eye test, which Noda certainly uh, passes. I mean, if, if he if – he, let's say this, Jess, if he gets 10 years as a regular first baseman, maybe even seven or eight, I, I, I don't think it's out of the question that gold gloves are in his future. The athleticism, uh, the confidence with which he plays. He's a savvy guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a, you know, the, I, I keep going back to the play in Pittsburgh. I mean, that was ridiculous with his back to the infield, uh, making the over the shoulder catch the play tonight. You know, they, they showed a replay on NBC sports, California of the ball. He threw between his legs uh, to the pitcher. I, I think, was it Sam long, maybe covering the bag. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that, that, you know, I mean, we got to see Matt Olson here for years, right? And Ryan Noda's not on that level yet, but he's certainly not far off. Um, and I think another thing, too, is that, you know, defense at first base is now being valued differently than it was 15, 20 years ago. You're not putting, more often than not, just a slow, lumbering, you know, power hitter at, at, mm -hmm. at first base anymore. There's, especially with the A's, the defense on the corner is valued, and I mean, Ryan Noda's been really impressive. And you know who I actually asked about that a couple of years back? I don't want to name drop, but I'm also not going to not name drop Matt Olson. Because I asked him, you know, you're earning gold gloves. How do you feel that they can measure that at first base? And it was kind of difficult for him to give me an answer. He's like, it's actually a great question. I'm not sure. And he has the ability to turn himself for these double plays, which is great. And I feel like if you have to ask the question, are you a good defensive first baseman? You're going to automatically know the answer. No question. No question. And your teammates will tell you too. You know, I mean, yeah. I think, I think everybody will. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch, you know, with Ryan Noda and the way he's established himself on both sides of the ball. There's no question about it. 833-625-2278. Give us a call. That's 833-625-2278. Coming up more on the A's clubhouse show here on A's cast and the A's radio network. We go over the two to one win over the Brewers. Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit. Credit approval.
Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Unbeatable mileage from Chevron with Techron unlocks all kinds of unbeatable trips, like to family dinner the next town over, or to a family wedding the next, next town over, or even to a family reunion over the river and through the woods at Grandma's house. Any drive is worth it to see Grandma, especially when you can stop along the way for unbeatable cleaning power from Chevron with Techron. Your engine will be thanking you for making the trip. Download the Chevron app now and find unbeatable mileage near you. Wendy's Strawberry Frosty is back for the summer. Because if it's summertime, it's frosty time. Beach time? Frosty time. Tea time? Frosty time. Me time? Frosty time. Treat yourself to Wendy's Strawberry Frosty this summer and make time for frosty time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Now open till midnight or later. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Hours may vary. And the pitch is swung on. Hit the right field. Hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. And the lefty's first pitch is swung on and hit it deep. Hit a ton. Hit way back to left. And that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. And Alex, I wanted to pick your brain about this. I, I wasn't sure how you embrace some of these new rules, but the this one play toward at the bottom of the 10th inning, Monastero, Monasterio hits it to get shortstop Kevin Smith to keep Caratini at second base. That's an important out, and it seems simple. But right after that, you know, Christian Yelich hit right to shortstop again, and that could have been an extended game. So that's a really important play toward the end of that game there. Yeah, Vince mentioned that, and it's funny. You know, I mean, when you come to the game, the ball finds you. It never fails, it seems mm-hmm. like. But I was really surprised the Brewers didn't bunt in the bottom of the 10th inning with their nine-hitter at the plate. Uh, you know, a guy that handles the bat pretty well, you would imagine, and just at least try uh, before you get two strikes or maybe even one strike. But, you know, they, Vince mentioned this. They don't bunt a whole lot, but if there's any situation with Yelich and Adamas coming up, uh, you know, with uh, coming up next with a tying run in scoring position, that would seem to be the time. But, you know, the Brewers decided not to bunt. You mentioned, I mean, it was a, it was a good play by Kevin Smith going to his right on a sharply hit ball, rim of the outfield grass, looking the runner back to second base. You know, when, when you're in that situation, getting that runner to third base with, with less than two outs to where an out can still generate a run is, uh, I mean, that's a huge deal. And I, I was sure that they were going to have Monasterio bunt ahead of Yelich and Adamas, but you mentioned it, Jess. I mean, that, that ground ball by uh, Yelich in all likelihood would have scored a run. Uh, if Caratini was at third base with one out. So A's, uh, you know, we're fortunate that the Brewers decided not to bunt and also on the other end got a good play from Kevin Smith and were able to execute defensively. And tell me a little about some of these new rules. I feel like we've embraced them 
I think a lot of, I mean, at first, I was exposed to them when Beirut and I did the play by play last year. <laughs> love Zach Beirut. We love Zach Beirut. My guy. I always, yeah, I always have to find an excuse to bring him up in every single <laughs> broadcast and, and conversation, to be honest. But it feels like at the beginning, I was going in very apprehensive. We've embraced them. I will say, still starting a runner on second. Time-wise, cool. It still kind of breaks my heart as a true baseball fan. But at the end of the day, we have a post-game show right now. We're still not in the middle of the seventh. So there's at least that. What are your thoughts <laughs> on these new rules? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I think the pitch clock was coming no matter what. I just think that, you know, it had kind of been abused by the players. Just, you know, you just it, – it's hard to grow the sport when you have 45 seconds between pitches, you know, when all eyes are on you in the World Series or what have you. Now there are some moments where – uh, you know, I think that you want those tension. I think of the, of the World Baseball Classic uh, this past year in the most recent example, right, with Otani against Trout uh, mm-hmm. in Miami for the final. Those are the moments that you really want to kind of soak it all in. You want those those tension-packed moments between pitches to last a little bit longer. So, you know, we'll see if uh, Major League Baseball kind of makes an adjustment there or, or if they – because, you, you know, imagine that moment with 15 seconds between pitches. You know, it's just not – it doesn't really capture the tension – of the situation as well as as you know well as well as it would be without a pitch clock, but you know as far as the runner at second base goes, I'm I'm with you. I thought I would hate it, mm-hmm. uh, and the pitch clock. I thought I would hate it, but I I, I kind of like both to be honest with you. I think that the biggest problem with extra innings before we got to the runner at second base with nobody out is what's plaguing our game right now is the fact that by the time you got to the 12th or 13th, maybe even sooner, all you have are guys getting up to the plate trying to you know either untie the game or win it with one swing and that generates strikeouts and it generates walks because you have pitchers trying to you know hump up and throw the ball past uh, past the hitter so you know it, it just takes away from the action so there's a little bit more forced action right so tonight or this afternoon in the 10th inning with the Brewers will they bunt will they not you know it just brings a little bit more strategy in right away uh, which I enjoy, which the game needs. The game needs action. And when you get into a home run hitting contest, essentially, uh, you know, everyone loves home runs. I love home runs. You love home mm-hmm. runs. Every baseball fan loves home runs. But what's the cost, right? Yeah. If the cost is balls in play and exciting action, things you want to see, then I think that we're losing our way a little bit. So in that from, you know, from that perspective, I think that the, the runner at second base has – it's been a welcome change for me, at least to start. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned the, the long ball. And when it comes to home runs, yeah, I'm right there with you. We, lo- we love a good home run performance. But if there's a home run select or a home run situation between, you know, Aaron Judge versus Mike Trout, what have you. Sure. And luckily, with the way that the game's going, we're not concentrating on who's going to hit 60 bombs because obviously that's important, but I'm also paying attention to the rest of the game because it is going by so quickly. And I'm right there with you when it comes to the pitch clock. Huge save for me because it's it's over. It's done. It makes the pitchers happy. It makes it more fun, more exciting. And when we talk about a pitcher's duel, sometimes those are the more fun games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that, that the players have adjusted now. I mean, it took a, you know, it took a month or so. They had it in spring training, obviously, but the players have adjusted, you know, in, a, in game, you know, what's today? Game 66. Uh, do we need 30 seconds, 45 seconds between pitches? You know, I mean, so I, I just think it's making it a more digestible product. 
uh, you know, we're not here for three and a half, four hours at times. And you can't have a nine-inning game go four hours and, and help to grow the sport, which is what baseball is trying to do. So I think the pitch clock, the bigger bases, the pickoff limitations, I think they're, uh, they're doing what they were intended to do. So while the, the rule changes may have, been a, you know, may have appeared to have been drastic if we were thinking about them five years ago, I just I, I think that they've helped the game. I, I think it's a I think again it's a more digestible product for, you know the, the uh, the common fan, um, than you had before these rules and and that that was that's what was intended and that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, we're just used to it. And you're right. After a month, the erroneous stuff kind of faltered and it went away. So it was a good adjustment, pretty quick adjustment as well. So as we wrap up the A's Clubhouse show, Alex, heading into tomorrow's game, what are the the A's goals to continue and not just wrap up the series to win the series, but what do the A's need to concentrate as they head into tomorrow's game? Well, I, they've gotten good pitching, Jess. This this road, this whole road trip, almost like especially the last two series. Uh, you know, you look back at Pittsburgh and uh, J.P. Sears, who's starting tomorrow, battled through some command issues. and He was effective against the Pirates. Uh, he left with the lead. You know, Caprilli, uh, Cap followed that, and he walked five, but he got through six and, uh, and got his first win of the season. You look at Hogan Harris in the finale, and then in this series, uh, you know, Medina, after a shaky first inning, calmed down and, and, uh, and got uh, through five innings, I guess, got the game to the set. So I think it's continuing good pitching. Uh, that's that's the key, uh, and J.P. Sears has been the A's most consistent starter this season. Um, and how great would a sweep be against a first place team in the NL Central? Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, I I wasn't around the team a few weeks ago, Jess, but I can imagine that this is just a totally different vibe in the clubhouse than I'm sure you guys got a month ago or so when you know losses were starting to mount. Um, so I think you just keep the good vibes going. I think that's, that's a big key. I mean, I'm sure these guys didn't want a day off a couple days ago. They probably can't wait to get to the ballpark tomorrow. And you have to keep the good pitching going. And, and J.P. Sears is a really good candidate to do that because he's been the A's most consistent starter so far this season. And you said, I mean, you're kind of spoiled. You're kind of showing up. I know. And you, get to see, and, you know I mean, what? I think it's me, luck. Jess. I think it's it me. It is you. You have to come <laughs> more often. Like, we're not going to, like, try to let you go, like, if something coincidentally happens and Stockton continues without you, that's just going to have <laughs> to be what it is. Uh, but no, it has been awesome having you here and I've been, I've been enjoying it and yeah, thanks for the good luck, man. We definitely appreciate it. You know, um, Jess, I do my best. You do. All you have to do is show up and magical things happen. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let's take a, let's take a look at our out of town scoreboard brought to you by mechanics bank in the top of the fourth, the giants, are down two against the Cubs. Hap is on, is at is at bat right now. Astros are taking on the Guardians. Astros have five up against the Guardians. Three. The Kansas City Royals fall to the Orioles six to one. Cole Irvin, our boy, gets the win. Let's go. Bottom of the three with the Red Sox and the Yankees still tied at zero. Mariners and Angels will start at 10.07 p.m. Eastern time. The Tigers fall to the Diamondbacks 5-0. Ryan Nelson gets the win. Final for the Blue Jays and the Twins. The Twins take 9-4 over Toronto. Reds and Cardinals. Reds defeat 8-4. Marlins and the White Sox 5-1. Marlins get the win there. Padres defeat the Rockies 3-2. Hater gets the save. Of course, it's his 15th save of the season. 
Pirates fall to the Mets five to one. And we all know what happened in the A's Brewers game. And for tomorrow, this is what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. 10.30 pregame, 11.10 for first pitch. Eno Saris, and then we have Tommy Everidge, A's hitting coach, joining us on the program. And Martin Gallegos from MLB.com with the view from the press box. And Jensen, we're going to have you back for pregame. And then I believe Cody and I rounded out for postgame. I believe that is the case. I will be, uh, we'll be winging our way back to the West Coast after the ballgame tomorrow. Are you going to remain with the team for a little bit, or do you have to go back? I will be remaining with the team on the flight back. Here's my schedule, Jess. Check this out. So okay. we, go, we go back to back to Oakland tomorrow. I will then be on a plane to Southern California on Tuesday to meet the ports for two days. Then I'll come back to the Bay Area and head with the team to Cleveland and Toronto uh, next, not this, not this coming week, but the week after that. Okay, cool. Well, that works for me. I'm just trying to plan out my win status for the A's. <laughs> I'll just, like, mark it as W's in the upcoming schedule. Pencil it in. I will. I will. Welcome, and thank you guys so much for joining us on the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. The A's won 2-1 to over the Brewers in 10 innings, extending their win streak to four games. Tomorrow, J.P. Sears is on the mound for the A's, and an 11-10 first pitch, an early one for you guys, so I'm excited about that. I love a good day game. Alex Jensen, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you guys at the ball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Park. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.